Well, it's just fun facts to know. Who doesn't like fun facts? I, yeah. Um, oh, hey, hold on. I want a fun fact about why we all talk to ourselves in our heads. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Self- well, like it's because we need to bounce ideas off them. Our, we need it. We need in the moment. We need some clarification, and so we do it. And that everybody who does it looks like they're a crazy person. But I do it. I will have full conversation, full conversations with myself. I think there's always this niggling doubt, though. Like you want to be careful that it doesn't go too far, <laughs> because at a certain point, like you're doing it so much that you don't recognize you're doing it around other people, and people are kind of like. Are you on now? It's great. Now it's great. When we were growing up, you look like you were mental, but now you could have the Bluetooth in. Oh, I'm just on the phone. Just on, I'm on the phone. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just put the earpiece and then you can talk to yourself the whole time. But there's a niggling doubt though that like, how far are you going to go? Are you going to go to the point where you push yourself too far and now all of a sudden you are certifiable? I don't know. Right? But it's not even that. It's the kind of talk and. I do it in different ways. Sometimes it's very inquiring. Other times, like, come on, you idiot. What are you doing? I, I am that coach we talked about to myself sometimes where I'm, I'm sort of kind of, I'm motivating myself in a weird way. Yeah. With a stern, yeah, you know? And, but then there's another time, like, what's, what are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a weird, there's different, there's different coaches that are speaking to me in my own voice in my head. Well, it's so funny because um, that's one of the topics we wanted to talk about. And I I had Googled uh, or YouTubed these uh, tennis players talking to themselves. Can I cut you off for one second? Oh, sure. You used a great, I've never even heard this phrase, a niggling doubt. <laughs> yeah. Why do we have Google? Why would we just have niggle? <laughs> that doesn't sound good either. That sounds kind of bad right there. I think that's like, uh, that's like a bad word. Yeah. How you the context. But a niggling doubt. Uh-huh. I, so, yeah. It's this thing as I interpret that that's always in the back of your head, almost like a mouse on cheese. Right. Your brain is the cheese and the mouse is like, that's it. And I, do you think that's always there in top athletes? Do you think there, there's this constant, it's like the scratch you can't itch. There's a thing of like, it's According great. to the Collins Dictionary, it says. Uh, oh, it's a real thing? You didn't make this up? Actually, it's funny. They quote the Sunday Sun-Times, but somewhere in the back of her mind, there is a niggling doubt about her past. <sighs> I forgave her. This is from the Sun. I forgave her, but still had niggling doubts. So what's the word niggling? Uh, well, it's actually just a cobbled together phrase. Obviously, they define doubt. Niggling is explore, niggling in the dictionary. A niggling injury or worry is small, but bothers you over a long period of time. A niggling injury. Niggling doubt, they don't have it really defined, but basically, you get the idea. That sounds like like me and my backhand. Let's see if this works. <laughs> do it again, do it again. I gotta get it near the speaker. Niggling. Niggling. Yeah. It, it How delightful. Better. I think it's a British phrase, really. Um, yeah, with the accent, you know. though, it sounds a lot nicer than it is. It does. But, you know, the British do have Here, some Here's my backhand niggling doubt. What's wrong? <laughs> what are you doing? You're a pro. What is wrong with you? Have you really said that in lessons? No, in my head. You turn head, your back. Oh, in okay. my head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining you doing that. I'm imagining you doing that on the court with a student, and they're like, afterwards, 
dad he scares me (laughs) (laughs) it's cracking how was it how was it with the guy with the mohawk and the tattoo uh he scares me so i gotta i think i gotta I peed in my pants. Or, I got it. Or, or they're sprinting. Or they're sprinting off the court. Hey, come, come back, come back! How was the last? No, 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 no! I was talking to myself. I was talking to myself. See, I have this voice in my head, and it's uh, it's Vern, Vern the voice. I call it. And 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 sometimes Vern comes out, and sometimes Vern is nice, and sometimes Vern is not so nice. You know, sometimes Vern is really angry, 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 and I can't do anything about it. So I. I, I, I I just have this conversation and it goes like this, you know, and that's how it happens. So I'm sorry, 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 sorry. So we just, we, and they're looking at you like, uh huh. Okay. All right. Well, have a nice day, Coach Sully. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, right? But he, so here's the thing I really want to know. And this is so, so actually, this is so funny because this is put out on tennis TV by the ATP. <laughs> And they're, they call it the funny and weird on-court tennis chat moments. That's what they call it. It's put out by the ATP. Now, I'm saying that because I've taken lessons for years. I've seen tons of people taking lessons. You can stop me if you want to and bag it on coaches. I don't think I've ever seen a class taught on self-talk. Okay, everybody, it's normal. You're going to be on the court, and things are going to happen that throw your game off, that throw everything off. You're going to need to talk to yourself. Here's what we recommend. (laughs) There's the different types of talk. If you talk this way, it's kind of destructive. If you talk this way, it's kind of instructive. If you talk this way, it's kind of motivating. Whatever. I I don't know. I have never seen that. And I'm wondering to myself, what the heck? Why isn't that taught? I have a thought on that. Sure. You're correct. This this is here again. And by the way, I don't think they teach this in baseball either. When the pitcher's on the mound, <laughs> right? No, I, don't I think, think they, this yeah. is again why I like having these conversations with you before before I go to work because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, but you, you do. You bring up you bring up things that we this guy. Oh Jesus! Another topic. <laughs> no, no, no. You bring up things that we tend to gloss over, or we bring up briefly, but you're really but they actually have maximum impact on how somebody plays. We as coaches and of fans of sports and of players of sports have boiled things down. I don't think I'm just talking about, I'm not just talking about tennis here. I'm talking about all sports that we've equated with how good you are at the technique that makes you a great athlete versus all these little, which you've correctly touched upon, hidden barriers that you're addressing with Cannibal and Bomber. And I think that that really makes, I feel, an elite athlete. And yet there's many books, many podcasts, many shows where you and I have both read and watched and digested over the years that address these things and say how important they are. But yet in class, I will say, and I'm guilty of this also, where, hey, you know, that that, that negative self-talk doesn't really go a long way. Okay, let's get back. Here we go. And it's literally five seconds of, that's not really productive. No, go, yeah, please. I think in some ways that is also part and parcel with the pressure that a pro feels. The pro feels a lot of pressure to stay focused on tennis. And it feels like you're not focused on tennis at that moment. So is if it, you were, we've talked about this though? before. Stay focused on tennis. I know, I know. That is? Stay that focused. Is- it's, it's almost like you're on the factory line. And it's like, listen, Sullivan, 
can I talk to you for a second over here in the break room? Here's the thing. Do you understand what we do here, Patrick? We, what do we do here? We make tennis players who play strokes. Isn't that right, Patrick? <laughs> and you're looking at him like, yeah, but uh, there's all these other things that kind of happen in between, and um, they're kind of related to making that. So don't you think we ought to uh, cover that? We're not making statues of liberty that you sell at the tchotchke shop on 7th Avenue. Is that not, am I, am I not thinking about this correctly? Patrick, did you hear me? We're making tennis players. That means strokes. <laughs> right? And you're thinking, and you're thinking, to yourself, but wait, this is a perfect opportunity to talk about this. And even... Some of the students, I think, will be like, wait a minute, why are we talking about self-talk here? Even if they've been guilty of it, right? Because you have to call out the moment. It's almost like you have to have a video, which is what this ATP thing was, but they're not training you. They're just calling it out like, funny and weird, odd. Hmm, gee, are you kidding me? These guys are under immense pressure, like mental and emotional pressure. But it, but you're not saying it's but we're not saying sorry we're, I'm, we're not saying anything yet because we're about to talk about it. Well, we are talking about it. But we're not. You said this is the origins part. Correct. But the what I'm getting from you, where we're going to go with this, explore it together. We're going to explore it together. We're on a self talk exploration right now. You're not saying it's bad. <laughs> Everybody snap. Go ahead. Kumbaya, my Claude. Kumbaya. That. This is not necessarily a bad thing. It's how you use it. Yeah. Okay, but you said guilt. So you're not saying guilty is in guilty. You shouldn't be doing this. We're about to go somewhere because I want to prepare my brain No, you here. feel, I think that you and others feel, I think everybody feels this implicit, lingering, underlying tonality of this is not, this is what the tennis lesson is supposed to be. And this violates that rule. Okay. I just think it violates the rule. Well, you know, I mean, kids don't really self-talk when things go wrong on the tennis court. They just kind of have an emotional outburst and that's it. And then as you get older as adults, you still are now you're internalizing all that emotion, but you're not, you're still, you're not having an outburst like a little kid, but you might, you might have some, you might just smash the racket and get angry. That's your discharge of your emotional, whatever, or your disappointment in yourself. But then when you become adults that you sort of lose some of that self-awareness and then you're kind of turning around or let's say you still haven't lost the self-awareness. You're kind of doing the, the mean coach coaching <laughs> where you're like, that was stupid. God, you suck. You're awful. You know, to like self-motivate, like he's right. I am awful. Oh, I do suck. I better get it into gear here. Get it into gear. <laughs> right. I better just get this going. You know, that sort of negative self-talk. I see, I still see that to this day. Um, and it always amazes me because I'm like, that just tenses up the body and causes the body to go into like fight or flight. And then you just can't relax and you can't really, you need to relax in the moment and figure out what am I, how is my body position right? You, you need to make all these minor little tweaks and it just cuts against it. So anyway, the point I'm just trying to make is that this is clearly a problem and the ATP is not really calling it as a problem. They think a it's just funny and weird. Well, you know what? It's uh, it's going to be a little bit weird because it, it's not as descriptive as some of my other clips, but I'm going to play it for you because, and you can see just, I'm just going to play a little bit. It's a nine minute clip of a bunch of bloopers. It's tennis rockers, man. Come I on. know, I know, but I'm just saying it, it starts to lose some of its flair 
Uh, oh, it's it's like a joke that goes on too long. Yeah, it starts to lose some of it. So I'll play I'll play uh, uh, always an orientation thing here. So let me just try to do this. Why? Dirty work is disgust. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. He just said, maybe I should just start throwing my first serve in. <laughs> So I can't. So that's I, better. I, I, I know. I, I don't hear. I don't know what's. No, go, I don't go, know Hold on. Let's go back to some of the lines. Seriously. I, so no, one was was that Roddick that faulted. Now it's going into a commercial. Just stop. <laughs> hold on. So uh, technology. It also our, wasn't coming through the microphone very. Our well. assistant. I know. Our assistant is out today. So. So it was, it was Roddick that was serving and it hits the net and he goes, well, maybe I should start throwing the first <laughs> right. That's a great line. Right, right. Like, that's so, hilarious. Right. It's hilarious and yet it's not hilarious all at the same time. But, but hold on. Um, so we have this really go with who is doing the self-talk uh, and why. What was the other line? It's not even sunny. <laughs> that was... Well, that was... Was Djokovic? No. Who that was, that? was That was Kyrgios and he was talking... <laughs> He's talking to he's talking to another guy, and so like okay, so take that line. So I and I'm not obviously Nick Curious, but I can tell you probably what's behind that line. He's like girding himself up for a fight, a, a big struggle in this match, and he's he's like trying to find chinks in the armor, you know, because it was early in the match when he said that. And was he saying to the other guy? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was saying to himself. See, I couldn't see. The I don't other know guy. if he's saying it to the other guy. He might even be saying it to somebody in the crowd. He, that's how he kind of motivates himself to some degree. Like he finds things to get angry about. And that anger, you can tell kind of propels him and that's okay. As long as it doesn't get out of control. But, um, the point is like, you can see elements of this self-talk and everybody's laughing about it. And this is a funny, weird moment that's by the ATP. You just give it a hold on. You didn't clarify. You do this. Hold on a second. Okay. You, 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 we touch upon that. You're running away. You gave me. I'm the, not trying to run away. I no, no, no. The joke to, was that I want to know what he was saying in context. I don't. Greater. I still don't know what's going on right now. Was he saying to the other guy who served and double faulted? Not even Sonny, which is which is mocking, which is not self talk. No, 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 no. Or, or he wasn't. Was it, or did he double fault? And he's like, ah, it's not even Sonny. That right? That's no. I he was getting i think he's getting ready to return and he sees a guy with the hat on and he's just like what are you wearing that for it's not even sunny he's like not and it's not him no he's looking god he's looking for things that annoy him yeah ah, he's getting himself in an irritated state is what he, you, and curios okay. likes to play from an ir irritated state it's, we know, oh we know that <laughs> it's the way he well but and, right. I, and i can empathize with that i mean it's the way he it's the way he propels himself to do to do what he does and and i'm not 
whatever. I'm just saying that's his choice. Okay, but well, again, this is self-talk. On, yeah, but yeah. hold on. Sit on that for a second. Yeah. That he's going to propel himself into an irrit- irritated state, which he wants to get out of. And because he wants to get out of that irritated state. Well, wait, why it, did you say he wants to get out of? Because that helps him win. He gets so irritated that the. the but he wants to stay. I think he wants no, to stay you, in that irritated yeah, state. Yeah, but once you win the match, you're out of the state. You're out of the irritated state once you've won the match. Except so, what if you lose the match? <laughs> then you're not out of the irritated state. You're further irritated. <laughs> I get it. But my point is if that's the propellant, that's the fuel, then the goal is you're so irritated. The only way, the only salve for your irritation. The only calamine lotion for it is by winning. So it propels him. That's a really interesting dynamic of if he's relaxed, calm, cool, and collected, which some coaches might be like, this is not going to work for you. You're too, but that's actually the opposite of what he should be doing. Isn't that interesting? He, he would probably lose all the time that he gets himself in such a state. Even, and it's funny as, and I, I'm very critical about Serena. I'm sure a pro coach who's coached him is like, that's who he is, and that's how he does what he does. I'm not changing that. Correct. That's 100% correct. So yeah. his self-talk, his internal motivation right. is for him is correct. Yeah. With Serena, she had said, and I had just read an interview with her recently where she said, I work from a place of anger. Yeah. And she said, whether you like it or not, it's my motivator. Yeah. And I've heard, and I just, again, I, I think I look at players. I think there's I been a move. Here. I think there's been a move afoot that that's not acceptable. And I bought into that also. And I'm changing my mind right now. Actually, right now I'm changing because I'm it, watching it change. Can you see it? Yeah. You see it? It's turning. Your head's not turning. Right, <laughs> the it's smart, turning the smart, sure. the smarticles are going off right now. Mm-hmm. That if you have Curios who needs to work from a point of, because I wouldn't say it's anger from him. It's different. It, so when you use the word irritation, I, I that's that's an interesting concept for me. Right. Then you have Serena who's saying, I work from an angle of anger. We have said in, and I criticize her for like, well, you're an example for young people. Well, wait, hold on, and I want to quote this from one of the one of the documentaries I saw. I think it was from the Williams sisters documentary. Um, and basically she got she lost a match and she was on the treadmill afterwards she's trying to run and she's talking to her practice partner misha or whatever and she looks at him and she says she says she's furious at him furious and she's like i'm out there and i'm trying to play she's like and what do you do what are we doing in practice we're playing patty cake and that girl she wants to kill me and I was like, she's right. She's 100% right. She's 100% right. I remember that I, scene, by the way. Do you? And, I and, remember and that. And she's I, fuming at him. She's fuming. And he's like, oh, Serena, listen, uh, you know, he's trying to do this whole like softy talky talk stuff. And it's like, he, he should have either said, he should have shut up and he should have said something like, you know what? You're right. From now on, we'll do this. I just felt that this was the direction you wanted to go and I will change it. That's it. Instead, he tries to soft talk her and she was getting even more mad at his soft talk. Now, you know, isn't that like tried to deny that they're playing patty cake in the practice matches. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. I'll get killed if you play like this. You just, oh my God, you got to hit the smarticles button okay, right here. I'll hit it. You just blew this conversation wide open without knowing it. You oh. ready? 
What is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna light up your smart. <laughs> You're gonna hit that smart calls button in another in another thirty seconds. She's mad because he's not bashing her head in more in the practice, so she can actually compete right. with people that want to bash her head in. Right. So the or se- she can be tougher than the people who want to bash her head. In. Right. So the self talk right. is is not just with inside of her. Now it's coming out. She's an external person. We get that. Yeah. That's again. I get it. I'm that way. But yet we have people that are club players or high school players or college players that when they're losing, shut down. And they, they want you actually to like, in a weird way, they, they want to win the match, but they don't want it to be that hard. They don't want it to be that difficult. I've seen that a lot where when somebody comes out and they're just destroying you, that you can just see somebody give up. I've oh, seen that, oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that a lot. And... That would be the mark of a not great player. Well, you know what? And I would argue that in pro matches, that's why oftentimes you see people come out swinging so hard and so aggressively. They want to see if the other person's mentally tough enough to be able to handle it. And if they're not, they're going to give them a beat down. They're they're sending the message. They're sending a message. And that's where you have to send a message back. I don't. I don't play that way. Right, and th- if you're gonna, if this is, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Like you have to send a message. But I think that's a good lesson everybody needs to learn and digest. You want the your opponent to give you the beat down, and you should thank them for handing you your butt, so you know that you need to toughen up. <laughs> it's just tough when there's a hundred thousand dollar check and a Mercedes on the line or whatever, right? To get a beat down, right? Yeah. Yeah, but not. But even at yeah. the club level. We yeah. should be thanking our mm-hmm. opponent. I always said tennis is sanctioned bullying or sports. It's just that's very hard emotionally to do because you do realize that that's like that's like being in the schoolyard and having the 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 class bully take a punch at you and you come home to your dad and your dad says, "Well, good. Maybe next time you'll land three on him." And you're like, but this really hurts and it hurts less physically than it does emotionally because you have all these people that were watching you get hurt and the embar- well that's the and, embarrassment and then you feel embarrassed the next day and i think there's that embarrassment even though tennis matches are sparsely attended there's still the embarrassment from the other person that that person which is you know, why you need self talk and learn how to use it see how this works yeah so here she is yelling at her, at me, she says, hey, what do, I need you to bash my head in. No, he, she basically was like, you need to stop playing patty cake with me. You, and she's thinking, here's the thing though, it realized with her that she hasn't been working hard enough. So that's an external conversation, but it's actually internal what she's and saying And she's herself. really trying to motivate herself. It's not just berating him. She's berating she's, herself at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what have I right. been doing? Right. I've let, I, cause she's his boss. <clears throat> Right. I've let you off the hook. Right. I'm paying and you. She, and I will say this. I don't know the dynamics of the Williams family, but I mean, I can tell you she got that from Richard <laughs> because Richard is, you know, yes. he did not, he was tough as nails and he did not, he trained that, he trained them to be like that. It's just that, you know, with Venus, it, it came out in a much more genteel fashion. Um, you know, it was not the same in, as it is in Serena, but the point is that we should we be tr- should we be teaching this self talk? And my answer is a hundred percent, absolutely, because I think that's where we're also failing 
students. We're not, and students can ask their coaches, you know, and coaches are probably going to be a little uncomfortable with this because it's like self-talk. I don't know. You just, no, we're not going to just, just, you no, just deal not, with it. I no, don't know. No, don't even go there. It's, it's not being uncomfortable. No, don't say it's, that. No, no, it's not. It's coaches are not uncomfortable with it. We're being pressured that again, we keep coming back to the same thing. No, but you do. I don't think coaches are equipped. It's not about, it's not about the pressure of that. I'm talking about, I'm not sure a coach is prepared to have that conversation. So let's now break you it down. might, you might sit there and you might say, you might say, you know what? I got to think about that. I don't regularly teach that, but I got to think about it. What I'm saying is I think a lot of coaches would be uncomfortable with it because you have to sit there and say, okay, well, there's these different situations you're going to encounter and they're going to require different types of self-talk, different coaching, you know, whatever it is. And you're going to have to be selective on how you choose and use those things. Because the thing is, I think that a lot of these players have one brand of self-talk. It's either the guy who's always negative or the guy who's always con contemplative and thinking, hmm, what do I do here? And, or, and gee, you really have to, analytically, I have to do this. Okay, great. But sometimes the contemplative guy needs to get a little fire under him. And sometimes, and a lot of times, the fire guy needs some more con contemplation. <laughs> you know, less fire, more contemplation. And I think we don't teach any of this. And I'm not sure the co. So when you talk about break it down, I think we first have to acknowledge what the different types of self-talk there are. And then, so once we know those, what are the approaches so you can start to get in the, 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 the sort of the swing of it and how to um, participate in those as a self-talker and then how to recognize when it's going too far, how to, how to resolve it, how to resolve it. So what, what they are, how to participate in them, and then how to resolve them. And move on. And move on. Like, like losing a point. Okay, yes. I lost it, move on. Right. Okay, let's go. Well, so, so what they are, we need a drum roll. Do we have a drum roll one? <laughs> no, I, uh, no. Um, we just have pages turning. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of pages. There's a lot of pages. Um, but, but I, I do, I do wonder about that. So it's, um, oh, I know it. I know, I know what it is. So there's the oh, no, motive. There's, no, that wasn't, that wasn't, wait, that changed. I didn't change it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, there oh okay. That, that's the one. We're waiting for you to say something smart. Uh, go it's not it. something smart. So, uh, so we're to be specific. We're talking about right now the different kinds of self-talk, the different categories. Right. Okay. And so first is to acknowledge what they are. Okay. So and what then are, what are, well, I've got just three basic ones. One, one is like, um, a self-talk of analyzing what's going on. And the problem is they blend, right? So you could sit there and you could say, hey, keep sending to my backhand, keep sending to my backhand. You're analyzing, but then all of a sudden you're kind of getting a little bit like motivational. Like, so, so like the, hello, wake up. He keeps hitting to your backhand, but you're not going full out angry. Okay, right? so, there's, so there's the analyzer. Um, well, there's the analyzer Just, slash motivator. I mean, there's blends of but, this but they're stuff. All, but all of it has a motivational slant to it so it just it's the analyzer yeah okay there's the analyzer and then there's the outright criticizer you know 
Okay, which so, is, oh, you and, told you you should have practiced that. You don't spend enough time on the serve, do you? You don't spend hardly any time on the serve. And now here you are in the match. Here we go. This is exactly what the coach told you, right? So now it's the criticizer. It's the internal mom or dad that's henpecking you that you aren't, you didn't eat your vegetables or whatever. And, and so that's, so you, the, that's the, this is going to be interesting. Can I go with the, the third one? Can I guess it? Uh, I don't know if I have a third one, but go ahead, guess. Sure. So there's the analyzer, the criticizer, and the outburster, where it externally, where they yell, or they, the frustrator, where they're just so like, ugh, right. where, right. where they're, ready? I think this is what's interesting. Where you're playing well, and you're playing the game that you play, but it's not good enough against your opponent, so you think you're playing well, and your opponent starts get you realize they're just a notch above you that day yeah. and you're like mm. the frustration level is is in there so within there there's just it's kind of like being on the expressway knowing that you should road rager the knowing, road rager knowing that you well i wasn't gonna go there but knowing but yeah you should, knowing you should have taken the exit and you didn't and the next exit is 20 miles away and now you're like so that's the criticizer oh, but i'm God. talking about the outburster where you lose the criticizer mm. you lose the analyzer, and you're just like ah, the, the racket throw. so that's like a all-out defcon 5. right but in a weird way when you get to that point of explosion the analyzer's like at a defcon 1 the criticizer's at like a defcon 3 and the outburster's like at a 5. or i would call it the blamer even the bl you're blaming an <laughs> external force versus yourself yeah where you're going after, well, let's just keep or on. Or you could be. Let's just go on Serena though. Criticize could, the lines judge. You from could years right. Ago, yeah, right? you're and, blaming something else. The sun. You're blaming the guy with the hat, right? With the glasses, like curious. I remember in the Agassiz book at some point he meets Becker in a bar, and Becker is talking about the overhead noise at the U.S. Open, the old stadium from the planes, and Agassiz is like. <laughs> Man, it wasn't the planes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, LaGuardia. He wasn't right he wasn't trying to say he wasn't trying to say basically he was like, you know, you can blame that, but ultimately Ooh, right. The, the blamer. Or 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 ready? The let let off the hooker. That doesn't sound good, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The let off the hooker. You're looking for there's another reason of why you're not playing well and you right. can't face it. So you need to find other reasons i think also it occurs to me now the reason we're not talking about these in lessons is these are really ugly human traits and i think that acknowledging that they can all come out i think maybe there's also going to be some people that are like you know don't jinx this whole thing don't even bring this stuff up because maybe oh, yeah. the kid maybe the kid when you're training him won't go through any of this stuff why why give him all these things to why give the kid all these things to sort of noodle on like huh, maybe i could be a blamer Gee, that looks pretty good. Oh, you mean I can be an outburster? I can what? Smash my rackets? How far can that go? Oh, that sounds pretty exciting. Like, don't do that. Like, even when I've pointed that out at other kids, to my kids, and they're like, uh, I don't want to be doing that. You know, but at the same time, you have to acknowledge that we're emotional creatures and how do you, we're emotional intellectual creatures and how do you reconcile when things go wrong, right? And isn't that the whole point of the self-talk is you're trying to, go through a process of reconciliation like okay this is going wrong now what 
do I do? What do I do? And you're searching for answers. And oftentimes we're also social creatures. So in addition to being a mental and emotional, we're social creatures, right? We, we, you know, we like taking group lessons. We like getting together with friends or whatever. We like having time to talk. We like talking with another person because we're human. We don't want to talk to a rock, right? We want to, and, and so it sort of, the tennis court is a lonely place. You know, you don't have, it's not like baseball where you have a first base coach, a third base coach and a main coach. Plus you got pitching coaches and everything else or your football coach. You got all these line coaches and everything like that. In basketball, you got a main coach and you can have these conversations. You're out there. And, and, and so evermore, I think is the reason why we need to be teaching this self-talk at the tennis lesson, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got the, so So you have these ugly human traits and now maybe just acknowledge that this could happen, (laughs) not that it will, but what happens when you, well, because you don't want to, you don't want to actually give these people the, like, I sent my kid to your class and you spent a day or two on self-talk and you talked about being an outburster. And then you said there's people that smash rackets, and now my kid wants to smash his racket, which I just paid two hundred dollars for. Yeah, but you're focused. But you're focused on one aspect of it. Well, I'm bringing up. No, I I know, but but let's find. Well, so but 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 teaching it. So now you sit there and you say, okay, these are the ones, and so let's go through what happens when you participate using these things. So when you are the criticizer and you're participating, you have to be aware that there's a point at which it goes too far. It's okay to be a little self-critical. Like that's how you- right, Where it's detrimental to your performance. Right. That's, that, you, that's, that, how, you, that's how you'll that. change. That's how you'll make a change for the better to be a little bit critical, but you're saying it's detrimental to your performance. Because right? some self-talk, if it's used correctly, okay, here we go. If it's used correctly, it's beneficial. But when you have too much, there was that girl I taught years ago where- Remember, I had to have to stop the lesson sometimes. Yeah. She was the criticizer of her game. It was if nothing came from the other side of the court. Right. Every mistake was never caused by me in a lesson. It was just, it was like she's hitting on a wall and she was supposed to get mm-hmm. everything every single time. Right. And then she would get angry if she hit two bad shots in a row. And, and I have to interrupt you for one second. Yeah, We go. just had this conversation with my, my kids <clears throat> and we've had multiple incursions on the court when we're doing mini tennis and it becomes the blame game. And my one son is always like, come on and trying to motivate the other one. Like you're not moving. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And after a while I said, I even last night I said, this has to stop. This is now reaching destructive levels because the other son is not happy with what's going on. And I said, you need to acknowledge first and foremost that you're not perfect. I said, even if you were perfect, I wouldn't recommend this approach but you're not perfect. Your feeds are sloppy. You have three balls, two in your pocket, one in your hand. Two of them end up going in the net. The third one is an overfeed that pushes the ball within six inches of his body. When you know I've put out depth cones and you know that that's the maximum depth that you're supposed to achieve at this point. That's the maximum depth. You are not to go any further. You are to try to get either in front of that depth or at that depth. Anything further is going to push him back because we're focused more on constructive um, cooperative hitting right now than competitive. And so let's, we got to make the distinction. And he looks at me and I go, you have to acknowledge that. Now on the court yesterday, it was no. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, you acknowledge it or you are not going forward. You're going to sit down. No. 
it's not, it's not. And, and he says, fine. <laughs> he says something like, he says, no, but sometimes yes. And I will, <laughs> and I said, okay, whatever. And we eventually, the point is, is that the other guy's getting pissed. He's doing all this self-talk and he's doing, it's coming out on the other guy. And really he's not, he, I, what I'm trying to get to is, is that you have to see this stuff and nip it in the bud because the other guy then is creating his own self-talk. It's, do you see how it's affecting the other guy? Cause the other guy who's being told, come on, move, come on this. He's sitting there thinking to himself, he's either thinking to himself, maybe I do suck. Maybe I do stink. Or he's having this other self-talk, which is, um, guy, I hate you. You know, just, you piss me off. This is ridiculous. You suck. Right. And now all of a sudden he's having this self-talk and now it's going too far and it's affecting their form. It's affecting their game, right? It comes out, it manifests itself in a physical way, right? So when we're talking about participating in this type of work and it's a self-criticism and you talk about that girl, I think it's, you're right. Everything is, she's not analyzing what's coming over the net, I helped my son realize, both sons realize, it's coming over the net too. The other guy's at fault too for hitting the ball into the net. He's not doing, he's not playing perfect tennis either. Well, what happens is if you don't use the self-talk correctly and when I'm ready, they were getting too psyched up. Right. Right. Over aroused. Right. So that's what what happens then is your self-talk gets out of control. Right. So instead of being a help to your game, to motivate you to, you need to escalate or to in, engage it, I think the self-talk, and then let it go. You can't live, tennis is one of those games where you can't live in the past because we win and lose every single point. So your self-talk has to match, I think, personally, in my opinion, <clears throat> it has to match the rules of the game and how we play it. I mean, think about it, if, think about it in basketball. The number of times the ball goes back and forth between hoops. <laughs> if a player was doing self-talk every single time, the ball was passed or dri- <laughs> I mean, they would go insane. You you can't you, you can't to, you physically can't you, do that. You have to take a macro approach to it, where you use it as a quick motivator, and it's a shot in the arm, and then go and learn from that. And then if it doesn't work over a series of shots, so this girl would literally derail. She'd hit harder, harder, harder because she was so critical on herself that eventually after like f- after 40 minutes lessons over there's no because she couldn't get through the self talk well more importantly you as a coach couldn't get through the self talk too because she's so she's got such a cloud such a, a barrier a, a barrier an invisible barrier in front of her that you you can't even reach her anymore she's done so this is where a sports psychologist comes in and and I agree with you it would be really helpful to have coaches trained by sports psychologists that come in and and give classes yeah. on this. And I think it would go to the longevity of the game because I honestly think there are some people, I mean, you you create a lot of anxieties too because I think there's people out there that are like, you know what? I don't even want to go. And they won't say, I don't want to go, but when their friends invite them to play tennis or something happens, they're like, nah, it's okay. I got, I got paperwork. <laughs> I got stuff to do. I got, I got family stuff to do. And they're like, really? Are you sure? You used to be such a good tennis player. And they're like, yeah, that's okay. I, I, I you know, I'll catch up with you guys later. I'll, I'll whatever. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I mean, here's another one for self-talk. <laughs> I've had it where my son got so wound up about a tournament that he was self-talking himself to the point where 
you know, this he couldn't sleep for two, three nights. What is that? Before the tournament. Yeah, before the tournament. This is a little boy. And I mean, part of it was the competitive nature of brothers and his other brother had won more trophies at that point or whatever it was. But it doesn't matter what the motivator is. It started the self-talk in a way that spiraled out of control. It was totally out of control. It wasn't. He was was suffering. So really what we're talking about here is having healthy conversations with yourself and then being able to put things in perspective for yourself. Right. So figuring out your self-talk style. And I think we have to be careful because we talked about in another episode about how Federer actually was a hothead and just made a conscious decision to calm himself down. But I still think internally he's raging. I think he's learned to control that in a different way. I, I actually think, I don't think he's that calm, cool, and collected. That's, uh, that's the external that we see. But inside, I think there's a lot of self-talk going on. And it comes out in that way. So where his outbursts were so over the top early on that he's gone complete. It swung. The pendulum has swung the other direction where instead of like, ah, it's gone to. Yeah, man, I've got this. It's they're They're very, he's very polarized. And I think that, well, sometimes when you're, when you're an extreme person, you know, it, you you need extreme you need dynamite you know how they stop a forest fire with dynamite right so you need that you don't just come out there and calmly spray water you need dynamite uh, but but his but his dynamite is calm right is that <clears throat> right so we have to really look at so we need to so but the point is is that we so we recognize what these are we've talked about this right analyzer criticizer outburster blamer and then we know, but then we have to train people how to participate in those. And I, I have to say, I'm not, I agree. I understand sports psychologists, the whole thing, but they're expensive and they're few and far between and the good ones to find them. I, I think that a lot could be done in general with coaches to just talk about, you're going to have self-talk. Why don't you think, give some thought to how you self-talk and things you do when you self-talk. And then when you participate in that, let's try to find a way you can resolve that self-talk in a healthy way so that you can move on, right? Because the problem is, is that there's a lot of lingering effects of the self-talk. And I think that's another thing that you got to, you got to address is that you don't want to go too far because then at certain point, the self-talk is damaging, right? In other words, you... You sometimes can go too far with your self-talk. No, I got it, but but that's right. what I was saying is having somebody come in and run a class for coaches. Sure, that's not expensive, right? A class should, for the club, a should. class for coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, again, ready? You know, and it's. I just meant on addressing it on an on a ongoing basis. Like I talked to a sports psychologist up here, and it was you know a hundred and some dollars. No, 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 no. I, but you just you made the the point of having the coaches trained, and what I'm talking yeah. about is having again having a training program right for. <laughs> And again, we're always talking about like elite players, even at the club level. Oh yeah, at come the on. Club, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Clubbers are the the biggest outbursts. Yeah, of course, of course. And but, and 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 so so the sports psychologists would help people. Re- Run, they're running a class for coaches. I understand on how to coach the psychology of self talk. Right. And I think again, this would make coaching interesting. 
Absolutely. It would make it deeper for sure. And it would make it interesting for the students because the students are like self-talk. Really? Am I going to be, how's that? How's that? You know, am I going to, you know, and it would help them. Um, and we can go a lot deeper. We're not just talking about resolving. I think it's important to, to talk here about this. We're not just talking about, okay, you had a tantrum on the court. How do you resolve it? Right. Or something didn't go your way or you're the critic, but there's also something much deeper here with respect to self-talk and being analytical. Right. <clears throat> so I'll give you an example. You could sit there and, you know, he's, you know, he's always, he, he always finishes that point. He, he's, he's always coming to the net on the pointer. He's always finished cross court to me. He's always finished cross court. What is going on here? And it could go a bunch of different ways. And, but you're sitting there and you're just like, you're just like, God, my net game, my net game, it's got to get better. It's, I, 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 I know I practiced this. You know, my, co- my coach told me, don't swing at the volleys, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just do a block, and I'm not doing that, and I got to do it. And then, and then this is the point at which it's really tenuous, right? Because it's like, okay, make a decision. Here's what I'm going to do in response to him coming up to the net. Make a decision. I'm going to try this and create like a little mini list in my head. These are the three options. I can come to the net at the same time he comes to the net. I can stand my ground and I can punch him from the baseline, right? Or I can try to lob him overhead, whatever it is. The point is, is that you've made three decisions and now you just do it as opposed to getting lost in chastising yourself for not having a better net game, right? Or not having a better or, or, you know, and, and so you literally now, this is how you resolve it. Like, okay, I've got a checklist, three options. These are my three options. Boom. And I can guarantee you some of these top level pros probably do that. They operate like that. They've got this checklist. They're like, what's he doing? Okay, he's doing that. I don't give a crap that I lost that point. I don't give a crap that I lost the game. I don't give a crap that I'm down a set. I can guarantee you that these top guys are like checklist. He's weak on this. You know what? I tried A and B. It's not working. I'm going to C. And that's after that, we'll right. see what that's happens. That's the analytical <clears throat> self-talk. That's how he resolves it, though. That's how they resolve it. And they use self-talk constructively. Because well, they don't have a coach on the side that's saying, hey, look, you got to see what's going on here. I've been watching this whole thing for the last three. You got to run this play. And if you don't run this play, then you got to run that play. I mean, you've got to have your own internal coach. Maybe that's what it is. You've got to have that. Well, I think there's the all. there's also... the analyzer where you realize I'm outgunned here. I'm going to lose. So I'm going to, there's no reason getting upset. So let's just use something as basic as, Oh, I'm swinging at my volleys and I'm dumping them in the net. Your analyzer would be, okay, this is not going to work out today. I need to go work on my volleys. Okay. Getting, and I'm going to lose. But I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to give it my all. Or how about this? Okay, this is not working today. I'm gonna, I I'm got to go back and work on my volleys. But you know what? I know I'm going to lose. But here's the thing. I want to try out a play on this guy, even if I lose. Or I want to try out my, my serve I've been working on. And I want to try it out on this guy and see what happens. And then you kind of salvage the day. You salvage the moment. You're right. So you make a mental note, volley work. Asterisk, when I leave here, I need right. to do Serena yelling at her practice partner. Yeah. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Make a mental note. Right. And then figure out something else in the course of the match. Right. 
But if the self-talk keeps focusing on that one thing, you're still living in the first set where you should have put that ball away and you're in the second or and third And look at set. how destructive it is because then you lose and you walk away and your sole focus is this cloud of loss. And now it's raining on you. <laughs> And it's following you everywhere. This little rain cloud is following you everywhere you go throughout your day or whatever, because you didn't practice proper self-talk. So now you got this rain cloud following you and seriously, and, and, and it's dogging still, you. And you're still beating yourself up. One of the, and if I've already said this, you have to stop me because I don't want to get repetitive and boring on this. I forget what winter Olympics it was. It was Bodie Miller, and they were making it really big about him going down. Uh, it was on the moguls. Yeah, I remember was, when he was like living in a trailer, and they were interviewing him, and, and he was on the he, side. And he basically he blew it. And yeah. at the end of the run, they interviewed him. Yeah, and the interviewer, you know, they always try to make it into this thing of so. I mean. After all these years of preparing, and I mean, four years, Bodie. I mean, wh what happened? Yeah, so when I went out, my uh, my left ski slipped a little bit on the third mogul, and I realized it was over. So it was just a bad run. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, they built it up right through the commercials. We're gonna interview <clears throat> Bodie Miller, and it was four seconds of analytical. My left ski kicked. Well, that's out. because they they had money riding on it well, that no, you no, know I, to pumping him up. And no, 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 yeah. I, you don't need to clarify that. Again, but this guy the, also to this guy, is, it's another tournament. It's correct. another game. He's yeah. he's the analyzer and. He's going through it like this is this is what happened. And I actually, I didn't train for four years for this. I've been doing other events through other but uh, but there could have, But there could but, have been, but there probably was a moment. There were some moments that those are, those may, that may be his post commentary. You don't know what happened in the instant. I, but again. So he might have brought out, you never know. He might have been flying. I mean, first of all, you're flying down that hill so fast <laughs> There's no time for a criticizer to come out. There's like, and that, but afterwards, immediately afterwards, non camera, he might have had the outburster or the criticizer come out. And, and, and that's okay. But you know what he seems like to me? Add this one to the list reflector. Yeah. He's reflecting because if it's moving that fast, he doesn't have time as he's going down. Oh, I need to fix that left leg as I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you just go on autopilot. But we talk about this in tennis too, that you can too often get distracted and you're like, you're replaying what your coach told you about some biomechanic thing with respect to your swing. And you can't do that. I mean, you just you can't do that. You have to just go on autopilot. This is where my swing is at at this point. You know, this is where my ski, this is where I, this is how I ski, whatever, you know, you're on autopilot. So you have one thing you alluded to earlier. So we have, Analyzer, reflector, analyzer, mm -hmm. criticizer, yeah, outburster, mm -hmm. blamer, yeah, and now reflector, yeah. I've got five categories. Now they all are into play at the same time. Yeah, we we we'll go through those different voices, right, at different moments based on our frustration level, based <clears throat> right. on what the other person and the other person's job. I think we need to really highlight this is to get us to go through these. That's the internal journey of the game. It's internally that way that we're going to go through these different voices at different times. Oh, congratulator. Put the congratulator down. When you do something really well 
And like, oh yeah, I, I, that was a good shot. It felt really good, <laughs> you know? So there's a congratulator also, or the praiser, congratulator slash praiser of yourself when you hit something completely clean for a winner and you're right. just like, there it is, oh my God, that's it. <clears throat> right. I'm yeah. so good. And then the next point you're like, I'm so bad. <laughs> it's, but these are, we're going to cycle through all of these this right. emotional roller coaster. Right, right. It's not. So, isn't that the irony that we're like, did you have fun? Right. Fun? No. Do you know what I just went through? Right. <laughs> not even the jerk, the going through these things and coming right. back and going through these different personalities or co internal coaches, these internal coaches. But it was rewarding. Maybe that's the way you have to sit there and say, right? Is that it was rewarding. Not that it was I didn't fun. have fun. No, it was, it was rewarding, rewarding. Right. Because I was able to, so maybe the game, all sports, is to teach us how, is to stress our internal coaches, all right. of them. Right. And to see if we can get them to work together. I think that's a perfect. I think you did it, man. Congratulations. That's a perfect way to end this one. Right. Yeah. How do you get these five, six, or whatever. You might have a different internal yeah, coach for yourself. Yeah. How do you get them all to work together right. in a productive way yeah. versus a self-destructive way? And that's way? the point. We, we have to start teaching that. In the, yeah. But No, but we have to teach each of these so you can flip. It's like apps. But I mean, you think need about apps here think at about, different times. But think about, think about this for just contemplate on this for one second. Think about if we've got all these permutations and we've got all these combinations okay <laughs> you've got to start teaching this stuff now because if you wait this is complicated stuff this is not something you're going to pick up in one day you have to you have to you have to be in those moments when this happens to you and then you have to recognize it and then you have to do what the coach told you to do to get through it can, can i go with this how i would yeah but this? i don't want to screw it up this was a good ending no no but i but i think it, I, we talk about these esoteric concepts but i want to actually give somebody something concrete go on coaching and i would do this with bomber and cannibal or anybody else that i was coaching they're playing a practice point out you can see that they're they're losing on purpose i mean meaning they're uh, you're going to create a situation yeah. where they're going to start losing on purpose so maybe they're down they're ser they're serving at four love forty, and you and you're trying to build up a frustration. So you're going to give them the outburst, let them outburst once, and then you say to them, as they start losing a bunch of games, "Hey, come on, let's go through the different coaches. You know what time it is? It's time for the analyzer. Oh, it is not the outburster. You already had the outburst. Let's use your analyzer right now. Oh, we're using the analyzer." So what's happening? What do you think? And give it a give it a name. You got to name the beast. I agree. Got to name the coach. I agree. Okay, analyzer. Got it. All right. Good. Okay. So you figured it out, but you're you're still in. So then you're a few games in. They're still losing, or maybe they're winning here and there, but it's getting a little bit better. You can see there's a shift, and then you bring them back, and you say, you know, you kind of need the motivator. You, you, you're you're so stuck in now, like what you're trying to do that you're, you're being tentative or you're not trusting what you're doing. Totally. How can yeah. you get yourself fired up? Right. I need to scream right now. Okay, scream in a way that's not weird. <laughs> you know, do something that's going to get yourself like, so I say to myself, come on, Sullivan, 
and I do it like that way, right? I, as I walk away, if I'm hitting with a student and I'm supposed to be consistent that day and I'm not, right. I'll, as I turn my back, I'm like, Sullivan, come on. Come on, Sullivan. Let's go. Bring it. Get your, and I don't, I'm not yelling in a mean way. It's like, come on, wake Can up. Can I just tell you, you're one of the few coaches I've ever seen do that, by the way. Nobody does it's, that. It's, it's Nobody does that. It's, and I'm not that's saying, my, that's my I'm motivator. not criticizing you. I'm saying yeah, yeah. more coaches need to do that because I don't see that. So, I see it. Okay, you're looking good. <laughs> no, because they're probably better than me as as hitters. So I'm I'm actually the student uh, also. Well, maybe. But I think going th- and role playing yeah. through and having wait a minute. And actually I'm and I'm not being funny. Yeah, we have our phones. We should have this on our tennis rockers website. Mm-hmm. You have your coaching app that you say, Here, come here. Look, we hit the app, it comes up. Here's your here's your self talking self talking coaches, which one do we need right now? And you hit it, and it says, "Look, this is this right. is the analyzer mm. right now. Yeah. This is the motivator. Which one do you think you need right now?" Right. And we're showing them I agree. again because what happens is we have talked about mm-hmm. this also. The coach sometimes or the parent becomes the stressor in trying to coach in trying to help your kid right. or your students. And then there, it becomes this. Oh, they're bad. You're bad. Well, because it's it's an external force that's trying to assert itself in a, on an internal uh, issue. So it's an internal issue that's coming from the player, and it doesn't necessarily jive with what the the external message doesn't jive with what's happening in the internal player. So the internal player is going all bananas and being an outburster in order to motivate themselves. And the external force of the parent is sitting there saying, like, you know, that's not appropriate. Well, actually, at that moment, it kind of was. It was appropriate for what he needed to get himself motivated to do that. Or you've got the internal analyzer and you've got the dad coach. I'm going to say the dad coach who comes along and goes, you need to get fired up. I don't get this. What's the matter with you? (laughs) Right? And it's like, it's an external force trying to assert itself on an internal issue. And now you're wrong. I know. And, and you can say to the parent all day long, listen, you're misreading the issue right now. They need the analyzer or right now they need the outburster. Right. It would also give cover for kids that are learning. Right. This is what I needed to at that moment. And you need to respect that. But it's and, also personality based also. Yeah, of course. Right? So you could say to a, a parent coach, if you're a coach, or you could have another coach say to another coach, you know, with that student, that's actually not conducive to their personality. Right. That's yeah. actually detrimental to how you. So I had another thought here. And so I know you want to just can't. Uh, dude, uh, but yeah, but this is. <laughs> No, but this is deeper. This is a big. You just we just busted this wide open. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You just took the racket and smashed it through my skull again. In the self-talk realm, do you think that the coaches, the way they coach, can give a, a voice of self-talk to a student? That's not conducive to their personality. Totally. So in a weird way, I'm projecting my own self-talk into them, which could actually be hurting them. Yeah. So we have to be aware. Because they're not that personality. Like you might have more of a, you know, you're very uh, outgoing, uh, gregarious person, right? A bon voyant. (laughs) And if you will. And so you're dealing with sort of a more mild-mannered 
or more meek student, you know, and they're because you do this, it's just so antithetical to who they are that they suddenly start to get self-conscious, maybe even a little bit of anxiety. Like, why can't I do this? Like, I, 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 I like they, they want to, I you know, the coach does coach Sullivan does this. I mean, I don't understand why, why, why can't I do this way? What's wrong with me? You know, they're, they're doing this and it's like, you're producing anxiety in them because it's just not them. It's cool. It's just not them. You know, just, but every time I'm in there, you know, every, not every time, but, you know, Coach Sullivan, every time he does this, he's like, come on, Sullivan, you got this. Blah, 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 blah. And, I, and why can't I do this? And it's like, you know, it's just not in your, it's antithetical to your personality. It's not who you are. You know, you need to be more of the analyzer or the reflector, right? Or, so the coaches need to be self aware of, oh, please. <laughs> that's that's no. a long list right there. Right. Self aware of, <laughs> themselves correct get out the notepad there's 100 pages in this book you could start filling it out now and i'll see you next year but that's where your class comes in yeah we spend all this time training our school teachers right but we don't spend an on on how to deal with kids yeah on circle time sure on all these other things well you don't need to but because we don't kids do run around the circle and they hit a red ball patrick come on but we don't it's tennis they don't need to but see we don't do that i know and they should we don't. they should because you have it you definitely have an impact on kids so i think this was good i think that the self-talk thing was just super powerful and i think we need to do we need to have coaches should be trained in it i mean you could have a classic you could have a sports psychologist that comes by twice a year and sits people down you know once as an introduction next time as a uh, check on how it's going and a, and like role play and all this other stuff twice a year and they talk about self-talk because the thing is that that self-talk pretty much starts in the teen years and it keeps going till you're dead i think it i think it absolutely has to be coached because I think if you don't coach it, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we're making. And now that I think about it, I got a lot of self-talk coaching I got to do with my kids, which I really don't want to. It's not that you don't want to do it because you're like, God, this is just another thing I got to coach now. I really, I got to do this. But if you don't do it, it's just going to come out. I mean, I see it all the time in the tournaments. It comes out and then you're just like, well, and then they start adapting that behavior, you know. They, they start saying things over and over and over. And all of a sudden, you're like, why do you do that? And they're like, well, because you never taught me, you never taught, trained me to do it differently. And it's your fault. <laughs> and it is. It, it has to be done. It has to be done. Yeah. And because, I mean, it, but, but the thing is, I think, how much of the lesson, I think that's the last question, how much of the lesson would, what should it be every week? It can't be a lesson. Should it be it, just it, one lesson? It should be a class. Again, it should be a separate coming, class. We should come back to class. But classes. are people going to pay for that? Hundred bucks an hour? I don't know. You know that's the problem. No, I'm not paying hundred bucks an hour for a private lesson. You run a group class on self-talk. Right. Oh, right, right. So you have a group class of like ten people. So everybody's got to pay ten bucks and self-talk. Or just run the class. Do you see that in doubles? You teach women doubles. Do you see it in self-talk, or is it only a singles thing? Everybody does it. There's nobody that doesn't do self-talk. We're human beings. Yeah. So yes. Yep.